Good evening, everybody. The, uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, for joining us uh, for another episode of Press. Uh, we've got a guest tonight, Sean Bishop uh, from Mamalodi Sundowns. Uh, he's uh, head of methodology and the head of the academy who we'll be chatting to, to tonight. But we've also got our usual uh, suspects here. Uh, the Man United fan in the in the top right corner, Cello. Uh, how are you doing, mate? Are you all right? No, I'm all good. I'm all good. But for the for the purposes of today's discussion, I, I'm the Kiza Chief supporter. Uh, I'm hey. a pussy for life. <laughs> uh, that's that's going to be a hot topic. And then obviously we've got Claudio Barrera uh, flying tonight, hopefully uh, in the derby against Everton. Uh, so yeah, I'm obviously very excited to have Sean on the show. Um, very uh, well-known person within um, academy and youth football within South Africa, um, and more recently with the women's game, um, especially with Mamelodi Sundowns uh, conquering Africa uh, more recently. But uh, welcome, Sean. Uh, how are you doing? Are you are you well this yeah. uh, this evening? Thanks for having me. Thank you for having yeah, me. No, no, that's great, man. Um, but yeah, let's kick it off. Uh, I thought I'd uh, sort of just, you know, let the viewers know, um, sort of us sitting here uh, tonight. Tell us who Sean Bishop is. Uh, who are you? Uh, what have you done? Um, what has, has led you to Mamelodi Sundowns? Uh, yeah, f uh, first and foremost, uh, yeah, th thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to, to this this hour we're going to have together, some fun discussing football uh, and, and South African football, um, from, from academies uh, to, to, to the women's game. Um, but about myself, first and foremost, I'm, I'm a father and husband to two to beautiful boys and, and my wife. Yolanda, first tip to give you as a football coach, get a woman that supports you, <laughs> that she knows <laughs> that you are in. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a tough thing to do. Um, one, one that also understands the life of football as well, I think. That's very tricky. Absolutely. Absolutely. Doesn't ask you where you are every weekend, as uh, you all know. Uh, Nick knows football is an eight-day-a-week <laughs> yeah. job. So, um, yeah. First and foremost, that. And then, of course, as uh, Nick's already alluded to, Head of Methodology and, and Academy at Mamelodi Sundowns, um, responsible for the training program and the Academy at Sundowns. Basically, everyone below the first team, uh, including the ladies' team, uh, which the club have made a considerable uh, investment into and effort over the last two years. Uh, with their fantastic uh, technical team, uh, Jerry Chavalala, Agnes Nkosi, um, Dapua, Nobonga, Charlie, uh, everyone who, who has contributed to that team and their, their Champions League uh, success. And of course, the players uh, have been phenomenal this season. Uh, they finished their second last game today. They won 5-2 in Da'ar today with, with um, uh, you know, Andersi we're closing on top of the golden boot. She got another two today. So, yeah, with the final game against my Indies on Sunday, uh, hopefully wrap up the league, win the treble this season, and, uh, yeah, set the standard for for the men's team. Um, and, uh, hopefully they <laughs> no can pressure. Em emulate them. No, no, no pressure. Uh, yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. 
Yeah, that's, I mean, you know, Sean, I, like I, I've been telling the, the, the guys on the show, you know, we've, we obviously deal with each other, you know, every week or so chatting about players. Mm-hmm. And obviously we've got a partnership now at the University of Pretoria with, with Mamelodi Sundowns. But um, I think the guys are quite interested to find out, you know, your sort of pathway in terms of how you got involved mm-hmm. in football. Um, obviously, you know, uh, Connor Keelock, uh, who I coach, um, I've actually got a special sort of what he he did for me in this last campaign. You know, I've got a special place for him in my heart. He told me yeah. you actually started out at Panorama. That's his uh, recollection of you. You sort of coached there. Um, if if the guys That's and the right. viewers don't know, Panorama is an amateur football club in in uh, Johannesburg. Um, but you know, obviously, Panorama is still an amateur football club, uh, still playing in the the local LFAs. But now you've sort of graduated to to the biggest team um you know Celo might not agree but the, the biggest team and club <laughs> in in africa um oh, you know yeah but but how, how did you how did you find yourself uh, at mamelodi sundowns you know like um did you play yeah, uh, I, I try to figure out did you play professionally um from what i understand you might not have i don't know if you played at a level yeah. what, what is your football background no. I, I played, I, I was rubbish, um, but I played the game, yeah, but uh, 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 at a decent level, ABC or at that stage in the Vodacom League, um, was uh, for a short while at Pretoria City, but uh, yeah, my I always seemed to, to understand the game better than even the coaches um, who were coaching me at that time, and uh, you know, you—it's like a bias you have. You, you, you feel something's not right, but you just cannot explain mm. why. Um, and, and then got got interested into in coaching. Uh, I was at University of Pretoria as a student um, and graduated with a Bachelor of Science degree in, in genetics and uh, microbiology from the university, oh, wow. but but always wanted wow. to be in um, in football. Uh, Yes, I, I coached. I coached Connor as a young young boy at at Panorama. Got into football at under nine level, and to be honest, I think that's where all football coaches should be. Um, those those boys will absolutely humble you. They don't care who you are, where you've been from. All they want to do is play football and have fun. And uh, it's it's always a good frame of reference for for a coach who aspires to be at a high level. I progressed. Um, up the coaching ranks in uh, at Panorama, um, going on to take on the their reserve team um, for a while, and at that time I gave debuts to fourteen year old boys in the senior team, and um, wow. yeah, of course was called in was called in by by the the. the the club management and everything. Um, what am I doing? Uh, and uh, fortunately, three of those boys are still involved in professional football. Um, Shane oh, wow. uh, played for Cosmos, uh, debuted for Bufana. Uh Darian Wilkin is the head of analysis at Orlando Pirates. So uh, these are, are boys who who went on to to be involved in football. Russell Thompson at Amazulu, goalkeeper coach. So uh, that that. That's the the effect of the development um, I was doing there at that time, and then uh, got into the what can I say the uh, I think they call the district sides now. 
Rand yes. Central uh, Rand district Central, side. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So um, I took the under-17 Rand Central team in 2006 or seven. Can't remember. And we were you know, one of those, those special teams. And um, I had known six months before then that we were going to be in the, in the tournament. I changed the training program of the select boys. We trained four days a week. Um, I was paying for them to travel. It, it was... Uh, yeah, it was. You, you guys all know the story. Um, yeah. We got to Engine. Uh, we lost to Orlando Pirates in the final, one uh, nil. Along wow. the way, I knocked out Kaiser Chiefs. Um, uh, Cosmos, <laughs> Silo, how do you like that? In, how do you like them apples? <laughs> I, I started there. Yeah. <laughs> they dominated him this season, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then in the semis, I knocked Sun. Downs out. I beat them two 0 in the semis with amateur kids, and um, and uh, uh, and then lost to to Pirates in the final. Whether it was a goal or not is uh, another thing. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> immediately afterwards, um, I'd already started working with a gentleman by the name of Stephen Haupt, who established the academy at, at Tux. He was already established very at Tux. Well, yeah. yeah, top top man. Um, probably the best youth development mind in this country. And then uh, joined his Vodacom team or whilst he was still coaching at Tux, went to Bay Hill with him. Um, and yeah, on my return, uh, I got a call from Trot Malotto, please come to Sundowns and um, uh, have an interview with the club. Uh, went and had the interview. They placed me at the Mamelodi Satellite in Pretoria. I was the under 11 training twice a week with Tim Bunguni. And at the time, the club had just signed a partnership agreement with the Johan Cruyff Foundation. Uh, and four Barcelona coaches were placed at the club for five years. And at that time, I was working with um, them, Enrique uh, Duran, who is now the head of the academy at uh, LAFC. Uh, Mena Gonzalez, who is the head of Barcelona Academies USA. Sure. Uh, Calvin Duffrey, who is the head of Ajax Amsterdam Academy under 16s and down youth de development phase, and Ivan Pignol, who is the um, assistant coach at AZ Alkmaar now. So those boys, they were here at Sundowns for five years, and when the partnership came to the end, as, as per the growth, um, uh, the then president of the club said, "Well, who is going to fulfil your role here at the club?" And they recommended me um, straight from under 11s to 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 the head of the academy. So it was um, a little bit of a baptism of fire. At that time, I still wanted to coach. Uh, M Tigers was part of the club at that time. We had a very special group of under 17 players uh, that were with Godfrey Sapula that had just won Gothia Cup, one in China, one in Japan. And I took them straight to the ABC team, the whole team. Um, yeah, uh, the first first 10 games were tough. <laughs> we took six the first game. Um, yeah. And you can imagine at a club like Sundowns, that was a disaster. Uh, yeah, withstood the pressure for 10 games. Um, ultimately, uh, 
the club felt that it would be better if I oversaw the program and then um, brought um, uh, Floyd Mokhali in to, to take the ABC team. Uh, Ten games in and Thomas Nari, who's now at Barocca, and the team finished fifth in the league with basically 16, 17- and 18-year-old boys. That's incredible. Those uh, boys, sure. um, 90% of those boys are in the PSL right now. Uh, Promise and Kuma, Sipasikli um, yeah, they, they, uh, Glenn Bikey's at Hungry Lions, Tlotlejo uh, Pizza at Hungry Lions. So all these boys have made professional debuts now. But it just takes, you know, sometimes you just got to give them an opportunity. So, yeah, again, we're in that process. We we have um, some uh, brilliant coaches at the club uh, who have played at the highest level, played in Europe, played all over the world. And the future looks bright for for, for our team. Our, our, we have a, we have another special group of under 17s coming along who are already in the Disky team. So the peers. Sal have done a, a fantastic um, initiative in, in having this Disky League for the last four, I think it's four or five seasons, uh, which sort of aligns with, with what they have in Europe um, with their reserve teams. And um, uh, yeah, the, the, the future is bright. Um, currently, we have uh, 14 players under the age of 21 out on loan. And... Sure. Um, uh, those those boys have all come through our academy. One of them out on loan has been with us since he was 11 years old. Wow, yeah. that's in, that's so, incredible. So, 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 so can, uh, before before we probably go into more details, but uh, you're under 17s. Um, I think obviously there's a there's this Gauteng Development League that that was going on this season. Um, yes, and I think um, there's this this new team. I think it's, it's called Horoya. What, what's the team called? Uh, that one, that one, uh, two, two, two of the of the leagues. I think it was the under thirteen and under nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 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 I don't know if you, how much you know about the team. Um, obviously, I yeah. saw that Kaiser Chiefs won one of the the, the leagues, and yeah, um, and I think Sun mm. SuperSport won the other one, and Sundowns lost yeah. to SuperSport in one of the finals, and and so on and so forth. Uh, but what do you think of the right. level of development, yeah. especially in? In, in, in obviously, well, whoa, 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 whoa. hang on, hang on, hang on. Silo, you, I know you're asking a good question. We've got the man driving in the seat there. Have we finished? <laughs> oh, is everyone here satisfied with the about Sean part? Because we have to have the journey. Yeah, right. he's, Sean's it even dived into like the development. Uh, I, I mean, I was, I was, I'm looking at it. I was IT bored consultant. Now, I mean, Sean, you got IT consultant. What is it? Manager soccer, Manchester United Soccer Schools, head coach of yeah. Maria Albion. Um, Head scout at Sundowns, and then you got also assistant coach under national national under twenty team at Safa, and now you're doing the youth, uh, the head of youth and methodology at Sundowns. So, just one yes. thing I want to comment on before we yeah, I, I we'll answer United for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's what I like about all of it is the current role that you seem to be occupying at the moment. The fact that you've been placed in all these different positions gives you a great holistic view as to how to run the different elements of all the moving pieces of a football club. And when we're looking at modern football in particular, we talk about it. Settle, you talk about it week in, week out. The biggest issue at Manchester United is having a good football mind, a good uh, technical director sort of mindset. Yeah. How yeah. is your, your progress in terms of all these different facets that you've played to get to this point, helping you manage that at sundowns at the moment? And then Settle can follow up with these questions. <laughs> I think... I, it's a good question, and modern football has um, has progressed to a point where you have 
many, many facets entering into the, the team, uh, data analytics, analysis, uh, strength and conditioning, nutrition, periodization, all these sort of things. And overall, it, it's become almost impossible for a head coach to manage these things. Um, and that is why a, a technical director, sporting director, wh whatever people want to call them anymore, is um, uh, so important in, in, in modern football. Um, yeah. I, my firm belief is uh, Ralph Ragnett's appointment at, at Man United is, is 18 months too late. Uh, he, he should have come in earlier um, in, in that. Maybe Ole's um, uh, one of his flaws was he was too sentimental in terms of Michael Carrick, Mike Phelan, uh, those guys were essentially the DNA of the club, but wouldn't have given him a no. And uh, that's what sporting directors do nowadays. Uh, do you? One of my best mates is a sporting director in Belgium, and uh, and um, yeah, that's 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 usually most of his answers are no. So you, you have to look at the whole picture, the, 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 the overall um, uh, future of the club. And I, that's how I see myself in the future. Uh, though I love being on, on the ground and, and coaching. Like currently, uh, I, I coach the under-15 um, FAT team at, at, at sundown so that I can be on the pitch uh, three days a week. And, um, you know, I started off with saying, uh, these kids will keep you humble. They 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 don't care that uh, I'm I'm the head of the academy. They want they just want a decent training session and a and a football match on the weekend. So uh, that that's why I continue to do it. And um, uh, the 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 approach now, which I think the South African media do, uh, is when someone comes in is appointed as the technical director, uh, coaches feel that they may be threatened, but but. Uh, a genuine person who's coming in as a sporting director or a technical director uh, has has a holistic overview of the club. Maybe maybe in Africa it's a different um, premise, but um, uh, someone like Ralph Ragnick is uh, coming in. Uh, I mean, that's why I negotiated two years after this six month interim because he actually doesn't see himself on the pitch. As a, as he sees himself. Point. Yeah, he sees himself as a. Um, a person who will bring the club components together. Uh, though though I think in the DNA at a club like Man United, the academy, I heard a very good statement today from, or yesterday from Nick Cox, uh, uh, the head of the academy at Man United players. I mean, that was just a light bulb moment because some clubs try and differentiate the two. And, and they cannot be. So Ole's done well, 16 debuts for academy players in, in his time in charge. I think he's ticked that box. So um, I think that's where football is moving in the in the modern area, and that's where Sundowns is going. And I think that's how I see my role at the club now, especially with, with the ladies team in the last two years falling into my portfolio. I also have to look at... Uh, and, and it's been a wonderful learning experience um, uh, in terms of that, how, how different it can be. And um, it, 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 that's, that's where I, I see myself going and, and, and where, where I think modern football will go uh, in the future for the bigger clubs, definitely. 
Right, so now now we can move on to your question there. Go ahead, Academy. Yeah. <laughs> the Tourist Academy <laughs> from the Valve. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I was I was I was asking I was asking about that because obviously I saw the a couple of the results, yeah. you know. Um there's a, there's a Twitter the Twitter page I follow that was covering yeah. the finals, um, and they were posting, you know, who's in the finals and what the results yeah. are, you know, and so on and so yeah. on. Yeah, football stage, yeah. So taking some videos and everything. So I saw this new team that obviously all the other finals were contested by okay, at least one PSL team. You know, I think the under 15s was Sundowns yeah. and 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 uh, School Sport, and then Chiefs was in the yeah. under 13, under 17, and under 19 finals, and that Catalyst mm-hmm. Academy was in two finals, and they won both finals. I th- they, yeah. they, we, they won the under they won the under nineteen final, and they won the under third seventeen final, and then Chiefs won the under 13, 13 final. Um, mm. So yeah, so so so. Sean, sure, weren't you, you told? Here. Weren't you told like on the Friday that you were playing on the Saturday or something by Safa? No, I don't that, know. That, I think we had another chance. Would, they would have given me time to assemble a team. Yeah, Nick. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, because I work for SAFA as well as, as, a, as a national team coach, I, I know there are sometimes certain issues um, surrounding logistics, um, especially with COVID times and stuff like that. But we had entered a tournament in Cape Town in February um, uh, for our under-12s, under-14s and under-16s. The reason being, come October, we um, start assessing players for 2022, the following year. Even before then, yeah. you know, we, we, we don't run trials on the 22nd to the 25th of December for the following year. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's not football. That's not planning. And, um, yeah, our, our under-15 team was in Cape Town. And that, that's it. Uh, we, um, the under-15 back team that I have, um, so there's an interesting stat how Belgium run their national teams. They have two national teams per age group. Um, let's sense, say under yeah. 16s and uh, the under 16 B team is the relative age effect team uh, July to December boys uh, they don't release any of them so our under 15 FAP team and our under 13 FAP team are our RAE teams uh, all our boys are born July to December in those teams um, they're usually smaller um, and uh, behind in, in their development and uh, yeah so we we managed to assemble a team on the Friday night. Uh, yeah, 12 for boys. Su- for for, su- and for Sunday. For the fixture. Saturday. For Saturday. Saturday. Mm. So, um, and, and that's ridiculous. <laughs> unbelievably, we scored in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, we did for a while. And, uh, uh, and then Super Sport were deserved winners. Um, uh, uh, 2 1 up. Um, and uh, yeah, lesson learned uh, uh, from our side in terms of informing SAFA earlier. I think the, we will change it to six months, but um, <laughs> we, um, uh, we, we as club will be contesting in international tournaments next year, uh, probably three international tournaments. Uh, we will be informing SAFA in the next week, those dates. And, um, yeah, we, we, the, uh, we can fulfill some GDL fixtures and those time postpone, bring them forward will be will be important. But 
we need to start exposing our boys to international competition. Um, where, where are you guys going, Sean? Huh? Where are you guys going? Where, which which tournaments are you going? Are you not allowed to disclose that yet? Uh, I can't disclose as yet. Uh, okay. But yeah, we would look. We. Uh, We seems uh, like we uh, lost Sean there, but oh, maybe Sean, there we go. He's back. He's back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we lost as I said it, you got cut off. You see, see Nick. Sundowns admin teams doing something <laughs> there in the background. <laughs> they know what they're doing. So, yeah. so there's something interesting that, that you said. I know Claudia wants to touch on it in terms of the, the July to December thing. Claudia, uh, I'm sure you've, you've, you've mentioned this on the show before. Yes, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a it's a fascinating stat, and also I like the fact that you guys are considering that. And I know it's a European approach that you seem to be implementing yeah. it, uh, but based on just statistics, and I think this is what fascinates me about your background, being an IT specialist and looking at the data. And we know modern football; it's very yeah. stringent on the the data sort of compilation. But when we're looking at players born in, what is it? That's from January to March. They tend to have an upper upper hand because physically they develop. So the coaches tend to pick them at a younger age because they want to win. And I suppose that, that brings me back to my the, the topic here being the youth football in South Africa. In terms of what I found growing up, there's the huge discrepancy between developing a player for the sake of a player being good and hopefully one day becoming a professional footballer versus a coach getting the most out of a player to benefit their own career. So I'm, I'm curious in terms of where Sundown draws the line in terms of going, we're running this really successful club. We, we've got a lot of players. I mean, if we compare our first team to most, we've got a bigger squad than usual. And now we're looking at all these younger players. So what is the end goal when we're looking at that from development of players and having the A and B team? And it's, and it's all good and well giving back to the football ecosystem as a whole. Mm. But how do we manage, how do we manage that process? So, so first and foremost, it's a very good question. Um, but first and foremost, we have to, especially in a country like South Africa, uh, create better men. End of story. Not not even football players, just better human beings. And uh, football is the vehicle. Um, the An interesting stat from IX Amsterdam, and I speak to Calvin often, what do you think the pop-out rate is from the academy at IX Amsterdam at the top from a boy recruited at 10? 80%. It's got to be high. They do, they're all renowned for their, I saw, their, their yeah, academy. I saw, something, <laughs> I saw something incredible. What did I, I think I said the other day. There was 82 professional players playing in the European top leagues uh, from the they IX Amsterdam most. Academy uh, currently yeah, playing right no, so now. We agree they're the best. They're the best. Yeah. We agree. Yeah. yeah, you know what their percentage pop out is from a ten-year-old ten. to first team. Ten percent, five six, six percent. That's crazy. Six percent. So yeah. who are we? That's unreal. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's the best team in the world in producing players. Yeah, 6%. it just shows you. Don't don't you think though that it just shows you how much of the pyramid, you know, uh, sort of uh, situation or what you talk about, like. Literally, it, it is a pyramid to get to the top, and so many players fall mm. off that or, so or fall off that mountain. Yeah. You know, so uh, the bottleneck is huge. It's it's, so, it's massive. Yeah. So Nick, if if your your pop out at the top is six percent at the world's best, um, 
and and of course uh remember they also recruited 16 17 that's yeah. why the perception is it's 80 percent and stuff like that. but i'm saying from a 10 year old boy so um yeah of course they have many players to go on and play professionally because if you get to 19 years old at ix amsterdam you're going to be a professional footballer and then when yeah. you leave the club you will you will go on but yeah. now now for us at, at, at sundowns where uh, even in, in South Africa, not just, just us, um, many other good clubs. Tux is a good example of, of uh, promotion of, of academy players. The, the general consensus, and, and we had a meeting with our parents the other day. We had 64 boys sitting in the, in the um, meeting room with their parents, and um, two of those boys are going to make it to our first team, only two. So what do we do wow. with the rest? And uh, we have to create opportunities for these boys and not just either they be a footballer or they become an academic. It's, it's a dual pathway. They have to run concurrently. They have to be in a situation, even post um, their football career, they are able to be in a sustainable uh, career that they can drive and, and feed their families. Now, I, I always say that um, uh, football doesn't just change lives. It, it changes generations. So if you can create a, 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 a holistic human being and he goes on to play professional football, uh, marry, marry someone, have children, send them to a good school, uh, and, and you haven't just changed the footballer's lives, you've changed his kids' lives. Then you've changed his family's lives. So that that is... That is the, the, the I love the Afrikaans word, the dual end of, um, of, of actually academy systems. Uh, people think academy systems are to produce footballers. Mm. That, that, is, that is the what. It is not the why. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Sean, so, Sean can, I, can, I, can I touch on what you just said? I think it's very important. I think, you know, a lot of these academies, they, they, when they started out, they didn't have educational programs or didn't have a set educational program to pair up with the with with the clubs. So, what do you think is the is the future in terms of that? Because I know obviously, uh, Mamelodi Sundowns paired up with Clapham High School, which is a which is a high school that I went to. Um, you know, I think a couple of your boys went to school there and so on and so forth. And obviously, um, some of the uh, Pretoria schools are complaining because now the team was was too good as well. Uh, but but what do you see? What do you see the future as in terms of, do you see maybe Sundowns actually having its own school, similar to what like Tux has for, for, for its players? Mm -hmm. Or do you see it uh, where you actually take the boys to the school, to a, to a school that teaches uh, predominantly? Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's an ongoing discussion with us. Um, uh, we've had the partnership with, with Clapham for, for going on six years now, seven years now. I mean, Percy went to school there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, uh, they they have been brilliant. Um, uh, the deputy principal Johannes Peche is, is a Sundowns nut. He used um, to be he used, uh, to be, my, he, used to, he used to be the team manager when when I was full there. So so yeah, I used yeah. to be the so I used to be the captain, and then he used to be the team manager. And yeah, he loves he loves he loves Mamelodi Sundowns. I always used to have jokes. So, about, yeah. So, um, so, is this the team that you played in that you never missed the penalty for? Is this the team? Eh? Is this? I, yeah? I, I, I led the team. I led the team to, to the Benoni tournament uh, semi final. Um, oh, yeah, man, I was I was a great I was a great they leader. Play, they uh, don't play in those sto small tournaments anymore. guys came. But, uh, they, they uh, uh, away, uh, bro. Hey, they man, listen. Away. But the Benoni tournament. 
it's one of the best one of the best high school soccer tournaments in Gauteng, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, Nick. Yeah, like our under 16s qualified for the National Pan African tournament on on Saturday, so uh, they're they're probably going to the finals in Ethiopia, not Benoni. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, if if if, uh, if 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 you guys had the partnership when I was around, maybe I'd be playing yeah. the Sundas right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's so yeah, yeah, six foot clap, five. Clap could have used awesome. the back there. <laughs> yeah, Clapham have been awesome. Uh, they've supported the program. Uh, we built two more fields there, so we have five football Great. fields, um, and it's and and we have some big plans uh, in terms of the next two years and the development. We've just built, bought one of the high-rise buildings across the road from the, the school. Um, that will be the residence from next year for our academy boys uh, and, and will be girls as well. We're looking at 110 apartments there. So, um, yeah, we, get, we, we, we want to be the best in Africa. Uh, you know, I was in, in Egypt two weeks ago and what I saw from Ali and then pyramids and zamalek um w- w- these are things that ne- that need to be done and the academy system is also about recruiting supporters it it ha- has has a multiple facet um how do you convert cello's uh, kids to to be sundown supporters you don't buy cello a t-shirt you buy his kids no, a t-shirt uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Community but, building. exactly so um there's lots of um uh um, yeah, benefits to, to, to having an academy and it's, and it's not just about generating um, a footballers. Of, of course, that's the, num- the one of the, or is the main target. But, um, you know, we, 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 as I said, we currently have 14 out on loan under the age of 21 now. Nick, Nick knows at least five of them and, yeah. uh, 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 and he can tell you their performances week in and week out. <laughs> and yeah, I, I think I think some of them will play for Sundowns. Um, so the partnership with us, uh, with Tux and and, and Sundowns, is is um, also a a partnership that we we saw a massive gap in um, uh, partnerships with universities, uh, um, institutes of learning. Uh, as you as you said, sir, we we have eighteen matriculants this year. Eighteen in matric. Wow. Um, with with the sports program, Tux are, are offering us, and now we'll probably have between ten and fourteen going to the university next year. Who? who hey, better? Nick is licking his lips there. He's Nick is licking his lips. Varsity Cup team. Varsity Cup team. Ten years ago, you would have ten <laughs> university students in a football team. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. crazy. But also, it's Sean, can I just say, Nick forgot his goal on shirt at home for a good purpose. He's wearing that tuck shirt just to remind yeah, you, you know, is yet. Nah, but but I actually, I actually wanted to. I'm happy that you brought that up, Sean. You know, a lot of the guys had asked. You know, it was big news at the time when mm. uh, Sundowns and and the University of Pretoria struck this deal. Um, I think maybe to hear from a person within Sundowns, what 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 do you guys see the deal? As and and how is it going to benefit you? How will it benefit us as a, as an institution, us as a club, and and how how can the partnership grow uh, going forward? Obviously, we have our own aspirations. You know, hopefully, we can get to the PSL. Um, yes. But I think I, I think from what you will 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 gauge, or well, what what we'll gauge from what you'll say is there is a bigger picture with this whole partnership. Yeah. Absolutely, um, it it. Yeah, the, the the partnership. Of course, we can start with the core core um, 
items of, of the partnership is, of course, football, uh, tux, um, uh, basically sundowns requiring minutes and legs of, of young players uh, that uh, were not getting the opportunities in our first team. And it's not to say it's not because they're not good enough or because the first team didn't want them. Uh, if you go look at the data and stuff, the average age of a team that wins a Champions League is 27 and matriculant is 19. So uh, there's already a disparity there. Uh, You you need the experience. You need to know how to um, go and play in Morocco after an 18-hour flight. You land in the morning and you kick off at 3 p.m. That's that's what it is. Uh, And, of course, in in the, the NFD... With the the great infrastructure and the great support that uh, Tux University has around their their sports, uh, the synergy was clear to see that they would get an opportunity to play and, of course, further their education. As I said, we were looking for a, a, a dual pathway. They they run they run together. They the education Currently, and the football. Yeah. yeah, you can't you can't say, well, all right, at twenty seven, I'll I'll start my degree because football's not going the way I wanted to. Um, the, you know, uh, we, we, the, you, you're all millennials. You know, it's instant gratification. So, you, you want everything at once. So, um, that's where we were going with 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 that partnership. And there's a there's a new. We, we've activated the second leg of the partnership um, with uh, Semli uh, two weeks ago. Uh, well, prior to that, but I was away in Egypt, so it was on pause for a little bit. So now there will be an exchange of medical uh, expertise between the club and, and, and Tux University, and we'll be offering the university uh, placement um, opportunities for graduates from the university that actually felt they didn't know where they were going to go after they graduated yeah. uh, wow. because there's no opportunities in football or, or whatever yeah. it is. So um, that's what we were looking at. Um, that will also be something you'll see in, in January um, where Kirsty has been fantastic and, and those students will be coming to – because they can't all go to Nick at, at, um, yeah. at the first time. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so um, with, with, with the, the partnership with the Blue Bulls, we sort of modeled the, the – uh, same ideas, and there's been exchange of knowledge between Tux, the Blue Bulls, Mamelodi Sundowns, and um, uh, that the partnership will grow from there. That's interesting. Uh, Sorry, Nick, I just want to comment on the fact that you're talking about these partnerships. And one thing I like that you mentioned obviously, the man, this goes beyond football. We're trying to set these players up beyond football and give them the best sort of platform. And it seems to me Sundowns are in the process of trying to cater for them and provide opportunities that aren't just related to the sundowns. So from mm-hmm. a partnership perspective and a branding, yeah, and a, and a branding perspective, I think you mentioned mm-hmm. community, whether or not it's intentional from a, a branding perspective and you, the brand loyalty, that is something that's very deliberate from sundowns in comparison to other clubs and really mm-hmm. attributing to the success and the growth of the football club. And, you know, when we look at a lot of different things, when we look at the performance on, on the pitch, always translates to gaining new supporters. But it's these micro sort of touch points from academy players to setting education. You do definitely create a long-term 
sort of sustainable partnership with these people, yep. whether it is directly with the business or whether it's with the person. And that's something, I don't know if it's particularly deliberate from a, a holistic strategy or if it's something you guys are doing on the fly. Yeah, it's, it's deliberate. Um, uh, something I've learned in, in, in development of human beings, uh, not just development of football players, you have to be agile. Um, and uh, there's no set pathway or for success. Uh, I love these memes that go out with, you know, start success straight line, and and there's no such thing. Um, uh, you, you 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 need to, for want of a better word, look at the individual first, see where they're going. Of course, we we drop the ball sometimes. We we've got it wrong before. Um, but uh, with with um, uh, at at the academy we have Sam Bata Mandla Mazibuku who were part of the School of Excellence program, a very successful School of Excellence program who brought their knowledge and uh, and and expertise into the club, who are very valuable. I mean, uh, Sam and Mandla at, at kids age between seven and thirteen, and these these guys are whiz kids. They they they're like geniuses. So um, it's about just uh, giving them the support, letting them run with it. Um, uh, I, I mean, Mandla will be scouting in um, uh, a funny story. He'll be in Mpumalanga at some tournament and he'll phone me and he says, Sean, there's a kid here. Uh, We've got to have him. And you all in football, you know that it's the next Messi and everything. And then I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. Mandla, but is he better than he says? Sean, I'm putting him in the car now with his parents. <laughs> then I know. <laughs> I say, make sure the parents are with him. But um, then you know. And and oh, they usually don't get it wrong. So I just support them. Um, yeah. What is so, the age? What are the ages that you take in now? Uh, Sean, uh, like, is it, we I know we you... have boys at nine. Nine and ten years old in the in the uh, in the hostel that you guys no, have, or no, they no. all hostel, local. All local hostel is from fourteen uh, high school. Okay. Uh, we we prefer to keep the younger ones within the family environment. Uh, we we know what the family structures are like in South Africa. They not very really good. Uh, so we we try to keep it as 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 family as as in as as intense as possible until as late yeah. as possible, and then they come into the residence. Uh, usually a grade eight. Okay. That, that, that's Sean, very you, important. I think. Oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Salute, yeah. No, I think that's very important, that whole family environment thing, because obviously I think um, growing up, I think um, Claudia will attest to this, there was these, there was a team which was probably the best academy team in in, in South Africa. Uh, that's the team that produced uh, uh, Kermit Erasmus, Kamuhela uh, Mukocho, Masubuzane Zongo, and Planikwela, uh, all these guys. Yeah, they weren't um, bad. They, they, Listen, they, Sean, they, Sean, they, Sean, Sean won't they, agree they, with you on that. No, 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 but no, no, the, uh, the final partnership with Super The final partnership, exactly. Yeah. So that team, that team. You've that, had better that, Sundowns that, teams. Come on, Sean. So, so, so I'm saying teams. at that at that time at that at that time I'm saying at that time they, they were the yeah best they team, were good you know? they were good you know they 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 were so good they were playing two age groups above and everything like yeah. that you know and I think I remember there was one some of the players I'm not going to mention names but some of the players at later on in life um they didn't they they they, they, they that that family aspect was lacking and I think it's it's what you're touching on there because mm -hmm. the fact that they went too soon to the to their clubs 
Uh, whereas maybe if they went at the age of 14, they would have probably would have benefited them more in the longer term. But because yeah. they were sent away at the age of nine or ten to the to the Super Sport Final Academy, the certain you know you know um, lessons were, were were missed out, and there was no one really actually yeah. teaching them as a as, as as a parent to say this is what happens and everything like that. And that's why some of them aren't playing right now. You know, and 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 we were all looking at them and saying these guys are going to go overseas and playing for the best clubs mm-hmm. in, 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 in Kamachelos at FC Cincinnati and the MLS. Um... I, I don't know who else from that. And then there's the guy who plays for who plays for Cape Town City. He's a centre back. Um, what's his name? Oh, man, I forget his. No, no, no. The um, I forget his name. Uh, but he was also in the team. But 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 yeah, you're right. So not so so not many of them are still around. You know what I mean? Uh, where where is the best player in the team? Was, well, to be was fair, so they're much. all in their thirties now, Silo. So thirty. But Claudio, but Claudio, whose career ends at thirty? They're thirty years old. But, really, look. So, so I yeah, mean, sure, could probably talk yeah. about this in South Africa. It's not. We don't. And I think this is the development, sort of the professionalism. I mean, on our one v one show, if you guys haven't watched that, we launched that this week. Talkie yeah. speaks about the very difference. Talk Lani TK when he was at Sundowns versus the rest of the clubs in South Africa in terms of a level of of professionalism being there. So I do mm. think that is lacking. And I do think unless that the environment clubs, caters... The clubs, the, the clubs he was at. Let's not talk about other yeah. clubs in jest here. Yeah? Well, no, no, but, I, but, but, let's, but, but yeah. we can generalize to a certain extent. And this is kind of why I wanted to touch on like youth football and within South Africa. And generally, when we're looking at the landscape, you've got a club like Sundowns at ladies CAF champion they were the first sort of club to take the initiative and be like we're gonna we're gonna start a ladies football team where's chiefs where's pirates they haven't done that because they're not thinking bigger picture they're not opening their gates this sort of thing sundown's already progressive from that perspective so when we're looking at fostering that sort of environment holistically mm. sundowns are leading and when we're looking at sort of uh, a development side so to your point just to bring a back settle with regards to that home environment sean you've already touched on the fact that we've got you know developing a better man and what do, or better person better woman better man you know like and that's that's you know you need the the right setup you need the right background for that and again starts at at a younger sort of level what i'm curious at or curious about sorry to think about is the data which you use to to find these players you spoke about getting a 9 10 year old and someone seeing him saying we well, need to take this kid but when we're looking at player recruitment in particular and we're modernizing the game and we're looking at specific data, how do you go about doing that? Are there specific things that you look for? Um, are we talking about nine, 10 year olds? From nine, 10 year olds to 15, okay. 16 year olds, how does it sure. differ? Uh, so there's different criteria across the age groups. Um, first of all, uh, men develop, boys develop differently. Uh, we all know uh, puberty comes between 12 and 14, 15 years old. So those factors can be taken into um, uh, account as well as um, sort of areas you come from in South Africa. You develop differently. Uh, It's well known. But when you – because Sundowns is getting to a point where now Ancelo touched on it, um, our our GDL teams play up two years. End end of story. There's no discussion. Uh, we we need to lose football matches. Yeah. Uh, success is success. Success and failure are the same coin. They have the two sides of the same coin. They are not divorced from each other, and um, you can only uh, experience success if you have failed. And when you succeed, you have to fail to get to the next level. So um, these are uh, items we we consider when. Um, 
we're looking at building our teams for the for the Gauteng Development League for tournaments and things like that. Though we are a high performance environment, and we must win games, um, that is uh, ingrained in our players from under 13s. Um, yes, we are here to have fun. Yes, you are here to play, but we do not divorce the the winning from from the development. And I'll tell you why. Uh, you put two kids in a garden with a ball. They'll create two goals and they'll play football to score goals and win. So you don't, you can't take that out of kids. So yeah. that's the first thing we look for when we are scouting. So I'll use an example. I'll go to the Ramberg night tournament where there's 50 games going on at once. And sometimes I get, I call it scouting fuzz. It feels like my brain becomes fuzzy because all the players start looking the same. But um, uh, there are much better people in this country at scouting than I am. Terra, Mandla, Taboho, Tebs at, at Tux, uh, they are far better than I am at that. So, and they, they can see talent. But but I have a few tricks that I've picked up over the years when I scouted that young age group. First and foremost, guys, the referees and the LFAs know the best players. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they go to hundreds true. of games. <laughs> they go to hundreds of games a, a season. So develop relationships with referees. Um, at that, um, at uh, I never discuss players with parents. I don't interact with parents. I don't socialize with parents uh, to keep myself away from from forming biases. Uh, the second thing is, um, if you go and ask a nine-year-old boy who's the best player at the tournament, he will tell you, and he won't say yeah. himself. <laughs> End of story. And uh, uh, whereas a sixteen-year-old boy will tell you he's the best player at the tournament, yeah. and a nineteen-year-old boy will will tell you who's the best player. So these are little things that you 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 pick up along the way, and 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 you watch, uh, and then of course um, the kid who loves the game, the kid who loves the ball. And that is easy to see. Uh, they'll be involved in every action in the game. He won't look over at his, his parents when he does something wrong, all that sort of stuff. But most importantly, the game will end. He will walk off the pitch and he'll wander off to the back of the tournament with a ball and two of his mates and carry on playing. So those are little tick boxes I look at for, for, for kids at that, that, that age because they are already... Um, looking to form a relationship with the ball and uh, all the other things we can start um, coaching and, and, and looking at. Uh, yeah. And those things sort of tick boxes for me for character, uh, which ultimately at the pop-out at the top is the most important because everyone sitting in the change room in a Sundowns team should be talented. Yeah. And yeah. then so how do you, how do you manage the contracts? Yeah, no, that makes sense. So how do you manage? Right. So, so the player's been with you from 10 to 9. Obviously, the parents now have gone with. They've said, okay, mm -hmm. you've identified as the player having potential. They get to 16, 17, or possibly now they're 19 and they're on the brink of getting a professional contract. How do you manage that yeah. with regards to an agent? Or do you advise them? Do you guys have someone internally broken? Because that sounds like a very messy and tricky scenario and can go horribly wrong if it's not handled. Generally, it does. Generally, it does. <laughs> um... I, I, I have 
with with agents um the first question i ask an agent has he been to the boy's house does he know the mother um generally they say no so already i know what i'm dealing with um but uh, i don't want to generalize or um, put everyone into the same bracket but usually the agent has not been with us during that journey um they miraculously appear at 18 19 years old and um they are we have to deal with them um and uh have been at sundown some of the um uh, requests from agents can be for want of a better word ridiculous uh and the boys never kicked a boy ball professionally and uh yeah sometimes we have to terminate and agree to go our separate ways um and <laughs> once again I'll, I'll i'll quote sam butter he says uh, sean you've never got it wrong yet and within six months that boy's phoning you and begging you he wants to come uh, back come he back. either wants to come back or he needs you to help him find a club and that agent is nowhere to be found that that's the yeah. general landscape in in south africa um with uh, agents um but the the good ones um who who manage their their, their boys uh, disclose at 15 years old that they represent a, a kid is um the ones that we like to do business with ultimately the person who will have the boy's best interest at heart is a mother or father as a parent um yeah. if they need legal advice they can hire a lawyer and, and get advice but we always tell the boys your your your, your mom or, or dad will not negotiate a contract just based on money and ultimately uh, that's why the top top players in the world are represented by a brother or a father yeah um including messi including neymar harry uh, harry 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 kane <laughs> <laughs> his, brother, his brother only has one client <laughs> and it's there and it's a big of him and of him so yeah that's, yeah. that's, that's uh, dealing with agents is it's, it's becoming tougher um, yeah. uh, and luckily I have the support of the club when it, when it comes to this um, I'll give an example we, we, we identified a boy during the, 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 the current um varsity cup um and, and all of a sudden demands for 150,000 rand a month what? for a salary for a guy Jeez. playing varsity um, cup for varsity yeah. cup 150,000 rand yeah as a professional <laughs> footballer asking for that that's ridiculous so no, so you know you 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 first of all think it's a typo so you you you, <laughs> you think it's 15 you, uh, you make, <laughs> <laughs> maybe the guys put the decimal somewhere wrong but yeah yeah that's that's, that's um, crazy but sean with uh, i mean i think warren had asked a question earlier one of our viewers um has there been interest uh from overseas uh for any of the players you know uh, we obviously have seen sundance players go on to bigger and better things if you want to call it that you know um over the ocean um yeah. Uh, has there been interest in the in the last couple of years? And then also just a comment from my side, you know, I've always said it, you know, Sundowns is probably the only professional team together with probably Tux, but Tux is more from a commercial point of view, where 
you have a youth system from the age of, I know uh, Sundowns is eight or nine years old. We've got ours from five or six. But every professional team abroad have a youth system starting at five, age, six yeah. years old. Yeah. But you've got Chiefs and Pirates starting there for like, uh, uh, you know, I will name them and shame them at, at 13 or 14. And, you know, Pirates, yeah. not even Pirates have, have sort of sabotaged a, a youth system at, at Ramberg. Um, yeah. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, for, for mm -hmm. a long time. And, you know, how are you supposed to develop talent if you're starting to find players at 17 and 16 uh, years old? So that's just a comment from my side. But, uh, you carry on, Sean. No, you can't. Uh, you, 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 you can't. Um, True. You, you, you can't. Um, uh, so, in in pedagogy, in 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 the development phase of a child's brain, the sponge phases between what I think you you you're an academic, Nick, uh, and and more educated than me, but it's from four <laughs> to ten years. 10 years yeah, old. Yeah, sure, you, you got the right, Nick. You got the right, man. Ask Claudio or me, bro. Ask Claudio or me. So, uh, <laughs> so that's, 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 that's where brain development comes from. And uh, our big, big thing, and I'll go back to maximal training from Ted Dimitri. It's all about cognitive um, development of players. Uh, decision making is a big thing now. Scanning is a big thing, though they've been around since football started. But um, we always, you'll hear, coach, oh, he made a poor decision. But 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 that decision is not made on that day. That that is a a learned process in the in the in the cortex of the brain. Yeah. Um, those pathways have been formed uh, in the development phase of of, of the child. Uh, playing in the streets, climbing the tree, jumping off the wall, landing on his head, climbing out the tree. Uh, sure. Now he knows he shouldn't do this. So um, by 16, 17 years old, those pathways are formed. Yeah. Uh, and and I like to use an example. I, I've got friends in the medical industry. You, you, you may have a child have a stroke at, at three, four years old due to some other reasons. Uh, at 13, 14 years old, this, you, you never knew this person. This child had a had a stroke. 16, 17 year old, you have a stroke. There, you're going to have it. A limp. Yeah. Uh, talk funny. So, so the brain, the brain is though the plasticity is there. Um, you know, uh, at my age, trying to my wife is Portuguese. I go and try and learn to speak Portuguese. Now it's difficult. My sons mm -hmm. pick it up quickly. Uh, and 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 there there is uh, there it's in the proof. So uh, starting development at 13, 14 years old, and that is why our players make debuts in the PSL at 23, 24 years old. You go to Europe, development starts at six, seven. Add your ten thousand hours, whatever people yeah, whatever want to you add. Want to call it, yeah. You're at 17, 18 years old, yeah. making You're ready your to debut. Step in. Yeah, thirteen, fourteen. You make your day. But do you not? 24. Do you not agree then, Sean? Um, I have asked that question already about the internationals, but I, I'm enjoying this topic in terms of the LFA system. And you know, like I, I think we've chatted about Panorama already. You know, I grew up mm. playing at Santon Football Club and Balfour Park. You know, those mm. were good clubs, like good competitive youth football clubs, teams. Yeah. I mean, Tux. I remember when Claudio and Celo played there. Tux. I used to play I was Tux in the, as well. Uh, oh yeah, yes. I mean, I, I remember playing. 
Yeah. Yeah. I used to play Tux in the Newcastle Holiday Inn competition, and that was Wonderful. a tough. That was. It was. But like, there must be ice boys so, on the third such, floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I mean, for me, like, no, I honestly, well. I honestly think that there's there's such value in the LFA system. And you know, I look at look at the the models that they have in in say the UK and other countries. They still have the amateur teams, and mm. generally, what should happen is the professional team should go to the Ramberg Night Series, like you have Sean, and you go ahead and pick yeah. the best, and everything should filter up to the best of the best. And you know, yeah. I do feel there are coaches in this country, especially at amateur clubs, that do feel like these are about our, our prized possessions. Um, I think Ethan Brooks is a is is quite a funny topic. I'd spoken about him two or three years ago. I was playing him, him uh, against him in the GDL, and mm. uh, I just asked about him. I said, "Oh, he's a good player." And they said, "Yeah, get in line." And I said, "I'm not even inquiring. Do you think I can get touch <laughs> to get Ethan Brooks? You know, um, you know, like um, an amateur club like Panorama, we're trying to like hold on to. And for me, I feel, you know, we should be. Tapping into the the quality clubs that the historic clubs that are in Johannesburg, that are in Pretoria, mm. that are all over the country, and yep. teams like Sundowns, Kaiser Chiefs, Pirates, you know, should be able to just handpick them, and there should be a, a smooth process. But I don't know. You've probably dealt more with this, Sean. Um, and, and, I don't know and, your thoughts. Yeah, the 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 amateur clubs, um, you know, having come from there and and played there, so they train twice a week. So yeah. so. Within a month, the academy player is already a month ahead. Yeah, one yeah. month in the number of training sessions. Um, so the distance uh, uh, increases exponentially between the amateur clubs and 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 the the professional clubs. So that's why even us sundowns now we are finding it very difficult to recruit players at sixteen and yeah. seventeen years old. Yeah. Very difficult. Because um, let's say our current under seventeen team uh, that some are making their debuts in the disc and stuff, um, some of them played in the Gothia Cup for us at ten years old. Yeah. So uh, they've had seven years of development and of then, four days and, a week. Essentially, of four days a week. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you get a phone call. No, there's a top player at Panorama. Um, he's eighteen years old. Have a look. And I'm going, well, okay, yeah. It's, been well. it, it, it's yeah. difficult. And yeah. um, not to say you, you have to exclude them, but I'm no. just saying already the foundations of that development is, is non-existent. Uh, sure. and, and, and you have to you you have to look at the culture around the club as well. Um, uh, and I won't name some clubs, but we, we all know them. Like parents go there on a Saturday to drink from nine until four. Hey, watch. I know those clubs. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's nothing clubs. wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Um, but the kid has been around that environment the whole time. So now yeah, yeah. they come to sundowns. Uh, and you know, Nick, we, we've had some challenges yeah. during COVID. Now, now, you know, mom's eight GNTs down by 11.30. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's about to kick off. Yeah, so, it, is, it is hectic. Yeah, it's it, it's it's um something we 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 look at. We we look at the social uh, structures surrounding the kid, um, and and all these things are are important uh, in the development of the child. So 
Um, you know, you know, kids don't do what what you tell them to do. They yeah. they do what they see you doing. No, and yeah. um, uh, uh, you, that, as coaches, we have to set those examples. Uh, you know, that's why I said it. I don't socialize with parents. Um, uh, sometimes my wife will say to me, you know, like people say you're really cold and unapproachable, and but I I can't. Uh, yeah. You know, I have to. I have That's to set the example that um, that I expect from from uh, a, an elite performance environment, and yeah. uh, uh, you know sometimes we as coaches have to learn from other environments. Um, and during lockdown, I, I got a little bit uh, uh, binge watched um, this Formula One documentary. Uh, drive to survive, yeah. Drive to, drive to survive, yeah. And. I had a light bulb moment in that uh, football is not high performance. I mean, how many professional teams are there in the world? 1,000, yeah. let's say. Yeah. Uh, maybe 1 million professional football players. There are 22 Formula One drivers every year. <laughs> that is it. Yeah, that's true. Cut if you want there. high performance environment, it's Formula One. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and I thought... So now I'm doing a course in, uh, I'm currently doing my master's program through the University of Lisbon, uh, my master's degree. And um, I, I was very, very, very happy to see we had a person in the master's degree from... Sorry, Sean, uh, did you say University of Lisbon? Yeah. Yes. yeah. So then your Portuguese isn't too bad. So you're learning. No, no, no they, they accommodate me and give me everything in English. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So yeah, yeah it, it, it's it's the faculty that Jose Mourinho and um, all of them went through. So that, that's why I'm doing my masters there. And um, uh, in the masters program, we've got a guy, the team manager of um, uh, Williams Honda. In, in, oh wow! And, and it's weird oh, how wow. that all came together. And my interactions with him is like, um, wow, that's that's just mind blowing how you guys do things. So, yeah, um, yeah that, that that for me is the the, the high performance environment. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Sean. Do you mind if you if me asking you to elaborate on the topic that you you're doing a masters on? Is it like a set masters, or is it something you you're trying to figure out? Especially, I'd under, like I'd imagine from a South African perspective, you had a lot of interesting problems to unpack, especially with your on yeah. on the ground experience. Um. So yeah, the 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 topic for my masters right now is um. Though I'm still trying to find my way with COVID, it, I was supposed to finish in June this year. Uh, it didn't happen. Um, and at the rate, uh, South Africa unvaccinating themselves, we may not be able to travel next year either. But um, uh, the ecological approach to football development, youth development, and it's a constraints-based approach uh, to, to problem-solving within small-sided games. So setting constraints uh, without coaching. So I don't know if, if it doesn't make sense, just I'll elaborate. So, no, 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 so constraints or conditions. Would you say no, you see, constraints or conditions? You see, that's, no. that is the confusing word. In, in Europe, conditions means rules. Yeah. But uh, constraints means you set up the training se session with limitations <laughs> to get the output of what you want what in you want training. okay yeah so you can't okay. pass the ball back as a constraint correct but why would you not want to pass the ball back 
we want to maintain possession in the opposition's half. But you don't tell him that. You set the constraint. Yeah. So And you and try to achieve off, your objective that way. Correct. And then your your um, debrief after the, the training session is, is, Claudia, what were we trying to achieve? Well, we mm. couldn't pass the ball backwards. No, no, no. That's, that's the what. Tell us mm. why we couldn't do why? that. Emphasis uh, on attacking we, football. We were in their half maintaining position and you want us to stay there. Ah, brilliant. That's what I'm looking for. So now we're creating, uh, we are setting, we're always saying we want footballers who are problem solvers. So, hmm. so put them in an environment where they have to solve problems. Yeah, Create problems for them yeah. that are put their, put their talent into overload, not, not the person, uh, because sometimes they don't respond very well, but put their talent into overload and in uncomfortable situations where they have to solve a problem. And yeah. um, don't you find um, when you solve a problem, even at this age, it's a sense of achievement? Yeah, yeah. fair you enough. Not learn from that. Yeah, yeah, but when someone hands you the answer, there's no learning process taking mm. place. So yeah. that's the way the academy systems are moving into Europe, constraints-based approach or eco ecological approach uh, methodology of um, coaching, and uh, yeah, that's that, that's what I'm looking to do. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, if and, and I'm assuming with regards to your masters, you you're going to obviously try and implement a lot uh, from mm -hmm. what you've learned into the Sundowns Academy. But just to sort of close off with regards to the ladies, you know, they've they've sort of they're the hot topic at the moment. Are you looking at um, creating a sort a sort of academy? Um, uh, similar to what you have for the boys with the girls, um, seeing the success that you have, and maybe you can just quickly touch base with with us with regards to how the tournament went and and and, and the successes yeah. that Sundowns have. Just just before we we continue there, it's not we're not deliberately saving the ladies for last, even though it is a nice way. I mean, they were further up in the program there. We've just got caught up talking yeah. about everything else, but this yeah. is a juicy topic there, short. So let's yeah. let's hear that the success there from from the ladies side. Yeah. Well. Um, uh the the head coach uh, Jerry Chavalala is um has done done a fantastic job with the with the ladies team my role was to to support him tactically tactically and uh in terms of um uh yeah uh, other aspects of the game that um uh, were not not in the ladies team as yet in terms of performance analysis performance uh, conditioning all, all those sort of things so uh, we, we've actually had the ladies team for 10 years um, and, and with, with, with some, you know, um, remorse, uh, probably uh, only taking it seriously for the last three or four years um, and really stepped up the uh, – in ensuring that these ladies have a, a, a better environment to, to exhibit and, and their talents that have a platform to to uh, perform at the top level and with um, we had a little bit of insight previously as to what was going to happen in in CAF um, we decided that uh, as, a, as a club that um, uh, we were going to as be as professional as possible and many people mistake being paid as being professional it isn't 
it's uh, professional as a behavior and um, making sure that we behave like professionals first and foremost. Yeah. So that was the training program, the periodization, the support, doctors, medical. Um, uh, uh, for example, our return to play um, injured players fall under the men's medical department. Uh, so our our guys in the gym, Stuart McGregor, Godfrey, the the, the physios in the in the men's team ensure that the return to play for the for the ladies is is done exactly the same. They they there every day. They they're part of the process. Um, so that's that's wonderful from our, our senior team. Um, in terms of our conditioning, Rido, who's been with the Banyana, also does the conditioning program for our ladies teams, which uh, lady team um, which uh, allows them to perform more football actions, better football actions. On and, and maintaining all those football actions on a, on a continuous basis. So that was, and it has to improve. Um, we, we have dropped the ball um, along the way, but it, it will improve. Myself, uh, we've put into place the ensuring that games are recorded, uh, games are analyzed, players get the games. Um, they're taking them to the next level. So uh, when, when we qualified for... When the, when the team won the league and we knew the Champions League was going to come, we we started we set those behaviours in that team environment to place led by Jerry and and Agnes, and uh, I, I laugh with Jerry. He's he's a ten year overnight success. So um, <laughs> he, he he so he he's been great. He's got the team playing wonderful football. There's so many talented players in that team. Mm. And then the question that Nick was asking. Um, there's four 15-year-olds in the team. In our sure. under-13 um, under uh, GDL team, we have two girls. Um, so next okay. year, we will have a girls' academy team. Um, and it will dovetail with Tux as part And the next phase is our, partner, our partnership uh, because Tux have a ladies' team in the Sassel League um, and one in the LFAs as well. So it will also now provide an opportunity uh, if they don't get promoted to the national league, which I, think, I think they should. Uh, it would be great for the for the university and give Nick some extra work to do. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, offer us some good competition and, of course, <laughs> a, a pathway for for, for for some of our ladies. So um, uh, and and uh, just to maintain the the DNA of the club, we have we have girls in the team that are approaching retirement age. Um, not saying that they will retire, but we, we've implemented the dual pathway system with the girls as well. Whilst they are playing, uh, you have Rhoda who started her CAF licensing, uh, under Seaway who has started her uh, football conditioning um, uh, program and, and learning and mentorship under Rido. Um, Andile Sticks Lamini is started mm. her coaching badges. She, she comes into the academy to do our little chickens, our little under-11s and under-13s. So Great. whilst they're still playing, uh, the still DNA coaching. Is, is, still, is still part of the, of, yeah. of the process. And um, yeah, uh, yeah that, that, that's how we're doing it with the ladies. And then hopefully go and win a couple of more Champions Leagues um, before other teams start taking it seriously. Um, though CAF licensing... State by 2023, if you don't have a lady senior team, you can't compete. Yeah, you can't compete. Yeah, which yeah. is good. Uh, 
Um, so what? You got chiefs and pirates in a bit of trouble. They need to get something sorted quite soon. Nah, they will. They will. They will. They will. But, they'll, but partner. If, if, they'll partner if, with one of the teams. Yeah. If, but also, you can. You can. If you look at it in Europe, you know, Real Madrid. Manchester United only started their latest teams two seasons ago. Yeah. Um, yeah but Arsenal they, they, have they, been cleaning up. They, they, Arsenal have been because they've been doing it for years. You know, Chelsea, Liverpool Chelsea, ladies. And look at Liverpool ladies. Barcelona, yeah. at Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, your Chelsea's, oh, your, crazy, your yeah. Man City's, and especially your Arsenal. Arsenal is, is probably one of the teams we know the yeah. longest that, that have been cleaning up. You know, so they've taken women's football more seriously than the other teams. Cool. Man United is starting now, but even now, Man United's conditions for the women is not as good as the men's. Well, you know, that's they, why they, the coach training. left. That's yeah. why the coach left. You know, that's why the coach went to the US because the conditions are not yeah. great. And that you you can't you can't get a team to be the champions of the of, of the league in, in England if you don't give them the same facilities. Because I know Man City's facilities for the women is the same as the men. They train in the same yeah. uh, facilities as the as the men. Exactly. You see, so so that's yeah. why Man City is doing so well and, and Chelsea is doing so well because they actually put their time and effort into their club. So and Barcelona yeah, yeah. obviously has, has been cleaning up in, in, in Champions League as well. Because how do you get just... more fans into the stadium? For for women. No, how do you get more fans into a stadium? Success. Success on the pitch. And yep. definitely if your women are having success as well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's an interesting thing from the cultural perspective is as soon as the, yeah. the inequality is quite overt, then it becomes a real problem. And a, a man who 100%. takes his job or a woman taking their job seriously and can mm. see the, the inequality in the conditions, then mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's stark and it's hard to do your job. But also, fun yeah. fact, from a goal launch perspective, guys, our co-founder, Christy Jade Cunningham, did bring Liverpool out to play Sundowns Ladies a couple of years ago. At, and they played again. Yes, yeah. So, so Christy was yeah. responsible for making that happen from a discovery yeah. perspective, which is quite interesting. And, and it's awesome to see. And that's why I think I've got a soft spot for these, these Sundowns ladies because I've seen the, the progress over the last couple of years and it's, it's yeah. chalk and cheese. And I mean, I spoke to Andile Lamini last week. I had the privilege of meeting her and I was, I was seeing yeah. her progress from Walter Sisulu to playing for the Sundowns ladies. And just from her conditioning perspective, the development over the last two years has been stark. So that's also yeah. a testament to the conditions that you're providing for all the ladies from the Sundowns side. I mean, yeah. even, even our men's goalkeeper coach, um, Wendell and, and uh, Wendell Robinson and, and Marcus Mashilo are involved in the coaching of the goalkeepers in, in the ladies' team. Right now, um, Koketsal Chabalala is doing it. He's, he's one of our uh, academy products um, as a goalkeeper. At 26, he's decided that yeah, he doesn't want to pursue a, a, a professional football career. Um, but because he's been with the club for five, six years, uh, he has the DNA in him. So he, he, he has been put with the ladies and uh, the girls love him um, because he, he's still at that. He's a young goalkeeper coach who, who, who connects with them at, at the player level and, and at the coaching level. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he can still jump around as well and show them how it's done. <laughs> but also, I just yeah. want to comment on the, you spoke about obviously creating a better person. When I'm looking at Laminia, obviously she's joined not too long ago. Lamini, the mm. way in which she carries herself, how she spoke, we had her in front of a press room full of media and yeah. I was most impressed with the things that she said and her ambitions and the goal. And it's very clear. It's chalk and cheese, again, in comparison mm. to, to what you get from other, other footballers in terms of their ambitions. Yeah. So, yeah, again, it's yeah. testament to what you guys yeah, are doing. Yeah. yeah, And there's just one last thing from my side. I think, Nick, I know we need to wrap up, but you yeah. spoke about, obviously, 
the amateur club levels, then the professional club levels. And uh, we touched on the sort of discrepancies between sundowns and what they're doing, what the rest, they're, they're pretty much setting a standard for everyone else. And Sean, you spoke about the, the differences in development. Now you guys are looking to go overseas to, to kind mm -hmm. of these overseas tournaments to kind of give a basic comp competition or good standard of competition rather for your players. Because how do you mitigate that in terms of going, I need to develop this player, but the conditions they face on the stand, it's just, it's not challenging enough for them. Yeah, I'm a female, they, 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 and I'm, I mean, I suppose this translates from your female football now as well. You're setting the standards. Yeah. So, how do you find decent enough competition? Yeah, that's that's um, so here, yeah, even for myself, I've had to start following um, uh, more women's football. Uh, I think uh, Sao Paulo won the Copa Libertadores on Saturday. Yeah, yeah the, the ladies, uh, uh, Barcelona beat Chelsea in September in the in the final at the Champions League final. Uh, Emma thought she was going to win the, the treble with Chelsea, but Same, uh, yeah. Barcelona were leading 3 0 in eight minutes. So, and I was glad to see Alexi uh, win the Belanda or for, for, for Barcelona. Um, so, yeah, in terms of the women's game, it's, it's the standard has been set, but there, there's lots of talent in Africa. What we saw in, in Egypt, um, uh, wonderful, wonderful talent, wonderful football players from Morocco, uh, Ghana, Egypt. I mean, uh, the, 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 the team in Egypt that was there, Wadi Degla, uh, they have a, one, a, a fantastic program, uh, women's program. Like the Egyptian Premier League, the 16, 18 teams in the Premier League all have uh, women's teams. Uh, you can't be in the Premier League without a women's team. So uh, never mind a never mind CAF. Um, that's a, that's a standard. Stadium. The, it's a yeah. standard from the team bottom of the table. Ishmali have, have a women's team. Great. So um, uh, I think that's the standard set by countries like Egypt um, and Morocco. So we, we've got to get there. Uh, our, our women are owed it. They, they, raise, they raise our children. They raise our men. They raise our men who are playing in professional football teams. So, yeah. so why shouldn't they get the, 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 the opportunity? Um, and and then in terms of development, uh, you touched on that, Claudia. The the reason to 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 go overseas is is not to uh, to say that, that there's no competition in South Africa. There is, of course, there is. But um, I mean, you can ask Nick come and watch an under seventeen Tux Sundowns game on a Tuesday night. It's hammer and tongs for ninety minutes, yeah. uh, and and the score is never more than one or two, never. Yeah. So. Yeah, we, we, we can't say that. It's 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 about uh, globalize, globalizing our, our boys' um, environment and, and setting... Uh, exposing and them to something different, I guess. Yeah, like people say exposing, but, you know, you, you, know you, you, you say you exposed when you travel to, to England to play in the Nike tournament, but what are you exposed to, really? You, you go to a hotel... You go to a football pitch, yeah. you play Man United, you go back to a hotel. So it, it's not just that. We want, we want, we're looking at tournaments that have some sort of um, cultural aspect to cultural it. Cultural value, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's days off in the tournament. Those have been very important to us, which allow the boys to go to, uh, like we went to Cape Town uh, now recently in October. The chairman made sure that the, the boys go to Table Mountain. Some of them will never go to Cape Town again in their lives. 
Um, And that little thing is about saying, okay, guys, so the the thing I read about in the book actually exists. Um, uh, Expanding their brain, and and it's not Mm. all about football. Um, By the time a 10-year-old is 21 years old, um, I I was saying to someone now that I don't think the current structure of schools will exist anymore. Um, uh, Post-COVID, I, I, I anticipate there will be a big shift in, in yeah. how schooling is done, yeah. which will provide our kids with more uh, time to themselves uh, to learn other things, things that interest them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, traveling overseas is, is part of this process to, to see what, what the world is, is about. Yeah. And it's very yeah. apparent. You can you can tell the difference between someone who's got worldly knowledge versus someone who's restricted to their little hometown. It's very chalk and cheese in terms of whether or not how they carry themselves in a conversation. And I like the fact that you, yeah. in a way, you're keeping the mind Spread. fresh. And if you keep the mind fresh, the mind is malleable, and it's easier to to want to learn as well as learn. So that's that's yeah, an yeah. interesting. It's, it's a huge mind shift. Yeah, yeah. I think you. 100% sundown setting setting the standards across the board. I mean, obviously the PSL team are hammering uh, Celo's team there in the PSL. Um, and then, yeah, yeah obviously Sean, Sean, you know, obviously it's always been good to, you know, I've, I've interacted with you over the last couple of years, but obviously mm-hmm. your teams have always set the standard, you know, always, you know, if you've beaten sundowns or you've drawn against them or you get a good result, you know, it, it is something to... Yeah. To look at but you know it's it's very good to to hear and i think claudia you've you've asked some some really good questions hello you too with regards to the intricacies with regards to what goes behind the the methodology per se exactly what your sort of um your your title is That's but uh just to close off you hello uh, claudia any questions final thoughts for for sean and then sean th- I'll, I'll end it off with you um final thoughts from your side Cello, you think- go first I think on my side, man, it's just um, thanks for, for, for coming on the show, firstly, Sean. I think it's obviously, you've obviously shared so much knowledge with us. Um, I think we need, obviously, more people like yourself, obviously, within the football structures. And it's great that you obviously doing this with Sundowns. And I think more clubs need to obviously put some time and effort into the development structures, uh, into the women's uh, teams as well. Um, so let's hopefully ho- hope that in the, in the short term, that that obviously our football will obviously benefit from from people like yourself, but uh, but Sundowns mm-hmm. has already benefited from a person like yourself uh, with the with the main team and, and and the women's team. So yeah, so let's let's get the other teams uh, up to par as well. Yeah, yeah. definitely. They they need to, guys. It's um, it's imperative. Um, yeah. It's imperative. It's um, yeah. We, we and and we we had to help. I mean, nothing nothing's a secret in football. Nothing is a secret in football. Uh, you just got to be willing to to learn, sit down, talk, spend some time uh, with other people. Um, as Nick has already said, we always have great conversations um, uh, uh, around football and discussing players. And you know, you you, you can learn something from anyone every day, uh, mm. even a ten year old. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, that, that that's how I, I approach my 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 working relationships. Um, I'm usually um, <laughs> how can I put it uh, the, the most uneducated in the room. I like it like that because that's then, the best scenario to be in. Yeah, and then and then uh, yeah, you 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 just let other people 
um uh, uh, uh yeah teach you something so yeah but yeah. but thanks guys thanks for the time you know i can i talk football all day i, I love the fresh <laughs> off the press uh <laughs> logo uh and, and it's weird I, I saw the the twitter interaction today and and it's weird i only saw the other way once it had oh. been uh. my, my, my <laughs> was fresh off the press yeah yeah i mean that, that, that could definitely be a reason but i, I, think, it's, it's, <laughs> I think i think for us it's just because goal lounge is it's meant to be an uncut channel for for people to express whatever they want we don't want a sort of sensitive yeah. approach where you feel like you have to tell the traditional way of of media so it is it's literally it's kind of going mm. we want experts to tell their story in in a way that says However, exp freely express yourself. Anywhere you <laughs> yeah. want to say it. <laughs> and I think just uh, lastly from my side, Sean, again, like just to touch on what Celo and Nick were saying, thank you very much for joining us. We're super, super privileged to have you. Yeah? So that's the first thing. Yeah, I think I am. Um, yeah. Second thing is from a female football perspective, interesting fact, in my opinion, I heard someone from a broadcasting level say it was mainly regarding the netball team. I mean, we've got a great uh, netball sort of squad who doesn't get necessarily the same financial backing. And one of mm. the huge comments that they said was that the numbers just aren't there in order to support it from a broadcasting level. And my whole argument when I'm looking at it um, is that the numbers will never be there unless you tell the story, unless you broadcast it, unless you put it there. No one's mm. going to adopt the story. And we've got a like, yeah. traditional legacy from you know sport being male-dominant, et cetera, et cetera, and all these other sort of facets that become – um, put in the hero spotlight. So we need to start breaking it down. And that's what the Sundowns ladies are doing, which is fantastic. Yeah. And we'll start seeing that to sort of unfold in other areas, hopefully. And then the last thing I just want to touch on is mm -hmm. that you, Sundowns are partnering with a lot of different people and doing all the right things. If you ever need something from a branding perspective with regards to football <laughs> and football, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well done, but, but let me tell you something. You, you, you touched on a very important point there and a closing statement from me. Our, our new chairman is a, is a young man who understands the social media environment very well. I think, um, that's where his his education and, and passion lies. And um, once we knew this journey was starting with the women's team uh, in January 2020, just just before COVID came, and then we were in lockdown. Uh, even myself, I, I, I put myself on a social media course because um, I, I, I'll be honest. I thought TikTok was for 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 13 year old girls to do dancing. <laughs> on. I, I, that's that's where I was at. Um, I hadn't heard of all, all these other platforms and stuff like that. And the story being told by our social media now, and and this is a compliment to them, it has improved one million fold in the last mm. 18 months. Um, I've been following the progress. It's been, yeah, it's been and, great. Uh, and they've been, they've been unbelievable. I, I don't know what's going on in the background. I just know how things work now and how they, they do, do things. Because I put myself, I thought, no, if, if we're going to go that way, let me learn how it's done. So um, I did that. And, and then I'm seeing now another woman's journey is being told um, on a daily basis. Um, the, the, the retweets, the interactions, the live, I don't know, Instagram. Going, I mean, I get that all, all the time on my phone now. Someone going live. I, I, and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, 
now now that, that's where you're going that the story has been told and yeah. now people are it's, it's important, yeah. And, listen yeah. hopefully our national team uh, can adopt such uh, qualities <laughs> in terms of their social media because oh, oh, unfortunately wow. a little bit behind but hopefully there's better times to come but sean Nick, it's they, been they, great they're taking team photos with a cell phone still yeah it's crazy <laughs> and it's it's of a piece of paper it's unreal unbelievable but listen you know we hope 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 for the best for them you know we want them mm. to be at the world cup potentially maybe a replay it looks like it might be off the cards now but yeah no, we back no. them nonetheless we back oh, them nonetheless. states the referees decision is final yeah unfortunately but uh sean thank you so much for for coming on board i think everyone yeah. said thank you already guys yeah, it's okay. been real uh thank you to all the guys that dropped comments for watching uh sean hopefully we'll have you on again uh in the near future um yeah. and yeah tune in next time guys i think we'll be back on tomorrow for pre-match muti building up for the premier league action i know there's premier league action this weekend uh sorry Isn't this it? week uh tonight tonight um west ham is leading against brighton one nil leading one nil against leicester and then zero zero watford chelsea zero zero uh wolves and burnley yeah, we better we better let you guys go watch that football. But we'll be back on tomorrow, <laughs> pre-match Muti. Um, we'll be chatting about the weekend and probably these uh, fixtures in the week. So yeah, I don't know how we end the show off, Claudio. Do we just say cheers? Because I know we've got it. Cheers, 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 cheers. Oh wait, I didn't end the button. Oh, we're still live. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>